Google researcher Jennifer Wang co-wrote a paper called Gender Differences in Factors Influencing Pursuit of Computer Science and Related Fields. The paper focuses on a survey of 1,700 high school and college students and takes a statistical approach to understanding why women are not pursuing computer science. In our conversation, Jennifer talks about the two influences that lead to fewer women in computer science. Encouragement and Exposure The problem of encouragement. Women often do not receive encouragement to go into computer science. The problem of exposure. Women are often unaware that computer science even exists. On this episode, we explore the roots of these problems and other results of her demographic study of young students. Jennifer Wang works at Google in computer science education outreach. Jennifer, welcome to Software Engineering Daily. Thanks, Jeff. Great to be here. Today we are talking about the pursuit of computer science by women. So I will start with the question, why is the participation of women in computer science, why is that important for everyone? That's a great question. So, I mean, I really view computer science as an important tool for everyone to know and to have um, because of a few things. So, one, it really provides you with a way of thinking and a way for you to grow as an individual so that you can problem solve. Um, the second thing is that it's a tool t- uh, to empower you, too. You can do a lot more with computer science than you can do as a person alone, right? So you can be a lot more creative with the types of solutions that you're creating. And then just in today's world, I think the omnipresence of technology, um, technology being so integral to society that it, it's really becoming relevant and useful no matter um, what field you're in. Um, you need to have some basic understanding of it, and it's really just a fundamental tool. So I think it's important for everyone to know and to learn computer science because of that. Um, and in terms of um, women specifically, so it's well known that women are not well represented in the computer science field. There's a lack of diversity. But it's really important that the creators, you know, the computer scientists and the engineers who are creating these technologies really represent the users so that so that we advance solutions and solve problems um, for everybody, not just the select group of people who are creating these things. Um, and there have also been a lot of research studies looking at diversity on teams and diversity in um, creation. And diversity just leads to better and more innovative problem solving. So it's just really important to ensure that everyone has the opportunity to learn computer science and to contribute to the field itself. How many women are pursuing computer science today at the high school and college level? Um, That's a great question. So I think the latest data from NCES uh, says that it's about, um, at the university level, the portion of women earning computer science degrees is about 18% um, from 2014. Um, And this actually dropped. So in in the mid-80s, 1984, the portion of women who are earning computer science degrees were actually 37% of computer science earners. Um, And so that has actually dropped in the last several decades, whereas when you're looking at other STEM fields, um, the portion of women has increased um, steadily over the last decades. At the high school level, about 22% of AP computer science test takers were girls, um, and this is the latest data from 2015. And then at the college level, uh, we see that the latest data from NCES says that the proportion of women earning bachelor's degrees in computer science is about 18%. 
And this has actually dropped from um, a peak in the mid 80s, which was uh, the proportion of women earning computer science degrees then was 37%. And it's actually dropped down to 18% in the last few years and has kind of hovered around there. Uh, and this is interesting compared to the other STEM fields where the proportion of women has actually increased steadily over the last several decades. So overall, the proportion of women learning computer science sits at about 20%, um, which is about you know, one-fifth of those learning computer science are girls. And that, that statistic that you cited that has dropped 50%, so in the mid-1980s, the proportion of women in computer science was 37%. Today, it is 18%. That is a staggering drop. Do you have any idea what has caused such a precipitous drop since the 1980s? Yeah, we actually have not looked at that specifically. There are a lot of hypotheses on why that is. Um, For instance, that was around the time that personal computers became prevalent. So at that time, it it could have been, um, you know, that computer games and like marketing really targeted boys more in that sense. So then boys were getting a lot more exposure to computers early on. That was also around the time that I think computer science really started growing as a field. And before that time, you know, neither boys nor girls had much exposure to computers or computer science. But at that time, there was that difference in exposure. And um, university classes started doing things like um, having weeder courses. And so that, you know, uh, decentivized women from taking those, especially if they didn't have that prior exposure. So there are a lot of hypotheses around there. Um, but we haven't looked at that specifically in our own research. So I get the sense that in more recent years, this topic of diversity in computer science, women in computer science, has really gained momentum in terms of importance. So is the trend reversing? Is the statistical trend for how involved women are in computer science or how they are talking about computer science, how they are perceiving computer science, that precipitous drop from 37% to 18% in the last 30 years, is that being reversed? Um, Possibly. So we actually have a newer study that's uh, a multi-year study. We've released a couple of reports last year. And this this summer, we're going to release a few more reports with Gallup, where we're looking at participation in computer science across the U.S. at the K-12 level. And what we're seeing is over the last few years, I think there's this growth and momentum in computer science education, specifically at the K-12 level. So with this increase in opportunities in computer science in schools, I think it's possible that there's just a lot more momentum and a lot more awareness, um, which is really important, so that more girls are taking and learning computer science. Talking more broadly, what are the societal factors that influence whether a woman pursues STEM or computer science? Um, That's a great question. So uh, looking at our uh, research study that we released in 2014, Women Who Choose Computer Science, What Really Matters, we have four major factors that we've identified in whether girls want to pursue computer science or not. And this study found um, four factors accounted for about 95% of the girls wanting to study computer science. And these were encouragement, uh, career perceptions, academic exposure, and self-perception. So encouragement includes encouragement from parents, educators, other family members like siblings, friends, and even the media. Um, And career perceptions are, you know, what are the 
girls' perceptions of the field itself and what are the career possibilities with computer science, too. Um, and then academic exposure is just being exposed to computer science and do, participating in computer science. And this was, we looked at both in school and out of school, and both of those were highly influenceable for girls. Um, and then self-perception. So just girls' own perceptions of themselves as someone who tinkers with things, who likes to problem solve, who's interested in math. Those were all influenceable for girls. The reason that we're having this conversation is because of a paper that you wrote with several of your colleagues at Google. The paper is called Gender Differences in Factors Influencing Pursuit of Computer Science and Related Fields. And that's <clears throat> some of the information that you're citing. Right. Why did you write this paper? So um, our own personal motives at, at Google is um, our emphasis on diversity um, so we as a company um, want to diversify our workforce. We know that the tech field as a whole is not very diverse, so we want to do things to try to diversify. And one of those things includes going earlier in the pipe t pipeline at the K-12 level. We want to expand access for groups who are traditionally underrepresented to ensure that later on they have the opportunities to work at companies like Google. Um, and so we have um, at Google... Uh, several initiatives in computer science education. We also support several or many initiatives around the world in computer science education as well. So part of the motivation in that is that we wanted to have data and research as a foundation to inform this outreach. And we wanted this outreach as well, the whole computer science education field, to also drive the specific research that we were working on to understand where the needs and gaps were. Um, so really, we want to be sure that we're strategic and thoughtful in approaching these issues so that we can further mm -hmm. the entire field of computer science education. That's great. And the paper focuses on a survey of 1,739 high school students and college graduates. Give me a finer sense of the demographics of these students that you were surveying. Yeah, so these students were actually surveyed across the U.S. and they're nationally representative. So the high school population was roughly half of them, about 800 or so. And these were high school juniors and seniors. And then the other half were recent college graduates who had graduated in the last few years. Um, and we also oversampled for females in this population. So about 1,000 of the 1739 students were females. And then of both the high school and college graduate populations, about half um, of the high schoolers were interested in studying computer science, and about half of the college graduates had majored in computer science. Give me a finer sense of the questions that you asked. What did you ask in that survey? Um, so this survey was actually building on, you know, the decades of re existing research that already looked at factors that were influencing girls. This is not a new topic. Um, and we really wanted to build on all of these studies, too. So we actually did um, a full literature review to identify the factors that have been studied um, that have been found to possibly influence pursuit of computer science. So through that literature, we identified 91 variables that we then used to ask questions on the survey. So the survey questions asked things like exposure to technology, you know, participation in computer science activities like classes or after school programs, um, whether the parents had a technology background, um, as well as, you know, whether they thought uh, computer science was fun and interesting or if it was something that, you know, their friends were doing. So we asked a variety of questions covering all those variables. So the 91 different variables that you looked at from the 
preceding literature that you studied, these were the independent variables of the study. Yes. What was the dependent variable that you were trying to focus on? The dependent variable for uh, the high school population was whether they were interested in studying computer science and related fields. Yes or and no. Yes or no. Yes, exactly. Binary. And then for the recent college graduates, the outcome variable was uh, whether they majored in computer science or not. Hmm. So based on your research, why are women pursuing computer science with less frequency than men? Like, g- given how those 91 different independent variables correlated with that dependent variable? Yeah, the, it's, that's not a simple question because there are just so many factors <laughs> that are related to each other. It's a very complex thing. Um, I can talk about kind of at a high level the four different factors that we kind of bucketed the variables, the influenceable variables in. Does that sound okay? Sure. Yeah, so for um, the, as I mentioned, there were the four variables, uh, encouragement, career perceptions, academic exposure, and self-perception. So for the encouragement piece, um, this was influence, uh, a huge influencing variable, particularly for girls. Um, And interestingly, we saw that of the uh, students who were encouraged to study computer science, um, or sorry, of the students who were interested in studying computer science, girls were much likely, much more likely to have been encouraged by fam- both family and non-family than boys were. But then when we're looking at the students who were not interested in studying computer science, girls were even less likely than boys to have been encouraged to study computer science. And we found that overall... Um, encouragement contributed to about 28% of a girl's decision to want to study computer science. So this was huge and hugely influential. Um, And then in terms of the career perceptions piece, um, girls tended to have kind of a stronger or more extreme either positive or negative perception of computer science. And we found that, you know, oftentimes these perceptions are incomplete and therefore, especially for girls, they're really highly influenceable. Um, So for instance, of uh, the girls who had majored in computer science for the college graduate population, they were much more likely to agree that they had a role model who gave them a positive impression of computer science. But then girls who did not major in computer science were way more likely than boys to disagree that they were given a positive impression of computer science. So these kind of social perceptions there are really, really strong for girls. So the the way that these social factors uh, manifest, or you, you define them in terms of encouragement and exposure. So you you kind of touched on the term encouragement. You kind of touched on exposure. Put put a finer point on this because this is really the embodiment. This is the takeaway of the study that encouragement and exposure are these two highly important things. Yep. So explain these two terms. Yeah. So encouragement comes um, from, you know, individuals around the student as well as the media. So individuals around the student are like parents teachers, peers, other family members like siblings, mentors, the, they all have a social role to play in the gir- for the girl's interest in computer science. Um, and in terms of um, you know their influence, they can just encourage girls to even participate and be exposed to computer science. And they can also help provide kind of a broader, more diverse perception of computer science in terms of you know what types of careers can be pursued within that. Um, the, as I alluded to earlier, our other study with Gallup really looked at 
um, you know, how people perceived computer science, whether they thought it was something positive or whether they thought they were someone who is likely to do computer science, for instance. So all those things are really important for girls. Um, and in terms of exposure to, you know, just participating in computer science itself is really a huge factor for girls. But we're, we're, what we actually saw is that um, of the population that did not major in computer science for the college graduates, women were less likely to recall computer science opportunities at the pre-college level. So this included things like computer science classes, extracurricular computer science classes or clubs, and computer science camps. So that in itself is saying that, you know, girls are actually just less aware of these opportunities than boys are. So having that exposure is really important to help broaden and diversify their image of what computer science is. Okay, so let's talk about these two things in more detail individually. So let's talk about encouragement first. So women often do not receive encouragement to go into computer science. Is the lack of encouragement, is that the same thing as discouragement? No, it's not. Um, We actually did have uh, some questions looking at discouragement, and overall, very few of girls and boys were discouraged to study computer science. They just didn't know about it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So what are the different types of groups that a young person might engage with that would shape whether that person chooses to go into computer science or understands computer science? Like who... Who, I mean, maybe this is like touching more on exposure, but um, but who 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 are the role models or the or the the people that are encouraging a person to go, a young person to go into computer science? That's, I mean, it could be anybody. Um, we found that uh, for girls, both encouragement from family and non-family members were really important. So for girls, encouragement from family accounted for 11% of their decision to want to study computer science. And non-family included things like teachers, role models, peers, and the media. Um, And then uh, encouragement from family was important and influenceable for both uh, boys and girls. Um, And something important is that we found is that the encouragement is important regardless of the technical background of the parent. So the parent itself or him or herself doesn't need to have a computer science or technical background. They just need to encourage the girl to do computer science and try it out. I found the emphasis on the importance of family dynamics in your paper to be very fascinating, very insightful. Um, For example, Families will purchase games like Legos or will purchase Minecraft for boys, Mm -hmm. but maybe not for girls because these parents of boys, they overestimate their child's average scientific interest relative to a girl. So this is kind of, it's it's, it's very subtle, it's very interesting, but it's so important because as a child, you spend so much time with your toys and the inputs that your family gives you. Um, and you basically have no control over that. You're just a child. What are the other ways that family dynamics affect whether a person chooses or pursues computer science, particularly particularly relating to to um, the different different genders? Yeah, I mean, I think the siblings can make a difference too. I think it was for the girls, the college graduates 
Um, if their sibling had encouraged them to study computer science, they were actually more likely to st- have studied computer science. So I think as a parent, too, um, you know, especially if you have both boys and girls or just, um, you know, only girls, make sure that you're treating girls as individuals and not necessarily girls, you know, as opposed to boys, right? Like you shouldn't be treating boys or girls any differently. You should be providing them with the same exposure and the same opportunities. Fascinating. Okay. So let's, let's talk about exposure now and and disintermediate that from encouragement. So in your study, you found that academic exposure to computer science plays a very large role in whether a girl will pursue a computer science degree. So is this is this academic exposure correlation? Do you think this is like the average girl sort of falls through the cracks in terms of uh, getting exposure from the family? So the the academic exposure is the net that plays the most important role, basically by virtue of the fact that the, that the encouragement doesn't happen at the family level. Yeah, so actually the academic exposure is a little bit broader than that that we looked at. It was exposure both in school and out of school. So um, I guess in that way, academic exposure could be a net to capture them. But there are, as you mentioned before, just so many social factors that play into that too. Like girls were much more influenced by whether their friends were in that class, for instance, or if the social crowd was, you know, someone, some group that they identified with. Those kinds of things also play a role for girls. So it's important not just to, you know, um, understand that family dynamics can make a difference, but also the educational dynamic can make a difference too. Um, there has been other, there have been other studies looking at like you know how gendered certain classrooms or learning environments are, and so just making sure that the learning environment that you provide to the students in computer science context is not gendered. You know, it's not more masculine, for instance, but that it's just more neutral and more diverse in um, in its in the environment. One key takeaway from your study is that the specific type of participation that a girl is exposed to is not as relevant as the fact that she is simply exposed in some way. What are some of the ways that I I know that the paper wasn't exactly, I know that the paper wasn't touching on the potential improvements as much as the actual data, but what were the from from judging the data what were the weak points in the system what are some of the ways that we can increase exposure to young girls so that they have more desire to go after computer science yeah so for this question actually i can pull a little bit more from our um stud- our comprehensive study with gallup because for that one we surveyed not only students but we surveyed parents, uh, teachers, principals, and superintendents to try to actually get exactly at what you're asking of like where the opportunities are, where are they lacking. Um, And for that study, we had found that only about a quarter of principals were said that their schools even offered computer science with programming and coding in it. So just that in itself shows that there aren't very many opportunities to learn computer science in schools. Um, And then we saw that, you know, I think it was about half of um, students reported, students and educators reported that there were after school opportunities for learning computer science, but that in itself too may be self-selecting, right? So then girls who have this perception that computer science is not something for them or something that they're interested in won't select and elect to be in those after school programs. Hmm. 
you know, in your paper, you wrote that women have a higher tendency to focus on career paths that have social impact. And these types of women who feel very strongly about social impact, what what is their impression of computer science? Do they or or is do they even? Do they typically? I guess they typically don't know about computer science, or they don't they don't think about computer science. But uh, I don't know what what is there any correlation between the 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 desire for social impact and a certain impression of computer science? Yeah, I think um, you're right. I think it's mostly just a really incomplete perception of what computer science is, and kind of what the stereotypes persist about computer science. And in general, the stereotypes are that it's someone who's nerdy or just really smart and someone who's alone in front of a computer, right? And so that takes away a lot of the social aspect of what computer science really involves. And, you know, a lot of people just don't know that. Um, And actually, the social impact piece that we found, it was actually a stronger factor for boys than for girls. So for boys who were interested in having a career with social impact, they were even less likely to want to study computer science. That's bizarre. Because basically, like, the inverse is is true. I mean, if you want to have social impact, I mean, if you want scalable impact, uh, there's not a much better uh, maybe philosophy or something, but rhetoric. Right. So it's important to show kids that you can use computer science as this tool to have social impact. So it's such a bizarre, so bizarre that that, that, uh, males would you know, see that it's, you know, it would have a negative correlation. Was there anything else sort of shocking or really counterintuitive that you saw out of this set of survey data? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing, um, I think I already mentioned this too, but I think it's just so shocking to see that of those who were not interested in computer science or who didn't express an interest in computer science, boys were still more likely to be encouraged to study computer science than girls were. So it goes back again to this perception of like the societal or cultural impression, I think, that just computer science is for boys. And we need to change that. And I think it's so important to get rid of that perception your study found that most of the decision making about whether to pursue computer science actually occurs before a woman enters college. Yeah. Explain why the field of study that a woman pursues becomes less malleable after she begins college. Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, a lot of the early exposure is just so, I mean, Growing up as a child, you know all these one-time things that can make you just make almost a random decision, right? Um, Like for me, my own career path really was a bunch of random decisions that led me to where I am today. Um, And I think just, you know, before you get to college, it's important to provide that first and complete perception of what computer science is, because once you enter, then there are all these other factors that come into play, um, you know, that may discourage you even more from pursuing computer science. Like, as I mentioned before, weeder courses in computer science or just the environment of having, there are just more men than women in computer science courses. Those kinds of things can be discouraging. Um, But there is one thing that we did find that um, is positive for women who are pursuing computer sciences. We found that scholarships are actually um, an influencing factor for girls to uh, major in computer science. 
Hmm. So scholarships, there were also other positive outcomes from the study. For example, um, for high school girls, factors like household income and ethnicity, these actually contribute to only 4.9% of the factors that could lead to a girl not pursuing not pursuing computer science. So uh, you call these factors like household income, you call these uncontrollable factors. Mm-hmm. So explain explain why this is why this is surprising. Like may, maybe the listeners didn't quite understand that, but like why why was that outcome surprising? Yeah, we call them uncontrollable factors because you can't control your ethnicity, you can't control your household income, right? And that's surprising because we do see this lack of diversity in the field, and that lack of diversity is often along the lines of ethnicity and household income. And so it's important to show that these things in themselves actually don't play much of a role in the ultimate outcome of whether someone decides to study computer science or not. Over 95% of the factors are things that are malleable, are things that you can contribute to and you can make a difference in because they're related to social pieces or you know the environment around you. Right, I see. So you also found, um, you know, you, well, let's see, actually, I should rephrase this. Um, so throughout this study, you found several factors that lead to fewer women in computer science. I'd like to have a conversation about how we can translate those findings into actions that will improve the situation. What are the things that we can do to improve the situation of the lack of women in computer science? Yeah, I mean, with those uh, four big factors that contribute to 95% of a girl's decision to study computer science, we have very actionable recommendations coming out of those. So encouragement, for instance, anyone can encourage a girl to study computer science to just try it out. Um, Anyone can help find opportunities because this really makes a huge difference. Um, And in terms of career perceptions, just help portray a positive perception of computer science careers, help show how you can use computer science to make a social impact, Um, help show diverse role models and examples of computer science and its applicability to a variety of fields. Um, And then in terms of exposure, again, that, you know, these are all related, right? Like encouraging girls to do computer science then exposes them to computer science and gets them more familiar with the subject. And so with that, they can, they, they can um, then establish a sense of competency in doing computer science and maybe shatter some of those prior stereotypes about what computer science even involves. Um, and with that, then they can have insight into you know, the types of career paths that they can have. And then the self-perception piece, you know, for that, really, it's helping girls build confidence in doing computer science, providing them with safe environments. Parents, educators, and mentors can all do this and encourage and support girls and help reinforce um, their perceptions, positive perceptions of computer science and their own self-perceptions in computer science. And just, you know, making sure you're not being biased with the way that you talk about computer science so what has been the reaction to this paper, both internally at Google and in the broader public? Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's been quite a bit of interest. I'd say internally for us, you know, we're really using it to help drive and shape um, our outreach initiatives. Um, so it's been well-received in that sense. 
Um, and externally too, you know, we get a lot of people who are saying, this is really great, really interesting. You know, this was a U.S. specific study too. So a lot of people are interested in replicating in other countries around the world to see how these types of social factors can play out in different cultures too. Um, but a lot of people really are building on this and um, taking away, you know, that parents play a play an important role. It doesn't matter what your background is, for instance. Um, and other organizations really are working to diversify the stereotypes of computer science. What's your sense of how this study will, if, if the study were replicated in other cultures, obviously U.S. specific, how would it compare um, in, in other cultures? Yeah, that's, um, that's an interesting question. I think there's a big difference between kind of Western cultures and um, non-Western cultures. So we actually found, I think, or have seen, um, n- not in our own research, but kind of more anecdotal data and other articles that, um, for instance, a lot of like Muslim or Middle Eastern countries, there's less of a perception of like software engineering or computer science is for men. There are actually some countries where there are more women in computer science than there are men. Um, so it, it'd be really interesting to see how this plays out in the other cultures. Uh, that is that is so fascinating, especially because... I feel like, you know, not to delve too much into, uh, you know, po- politics or, but uh, I feel like, you know, the, there is more of a, a sense, or at least from the perception of the United States that um, maybe, you know, these uh, Middle East countries or places, certain places in India, the gender gap is more significant. Like I think about places where, you know, there are restrictions on women driving, for example, yeah. And what you're saying is basically that, like, in these same places, there may be there's there's a higher average uh, percentage of women who are uh, computer scientists, which is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, um, I think in there also have been studies that have looked at, you know, more gender parity countries, um, like Sweden or some of the other Scandinavian countries where they found that gender gaps in um certain fields, you know, not just computer science, are even greater. Um, And I know that there have been studies that have kind of been looking at this culture, um, and it's this culture of um, Sepna Charyan at the University of Washington has done some really interesting studies on this too and done a literature review. And I think it's this culture of choice in the Western countries that really, you know, perpetuate this gap, right? Because then there's the, there are these like media and social, um, there's like a social stigma of gender attached to certain careers. And because kids are, you know, encouraged to choose what they want to study, then they're more likely to align with those like cultured stereotypes. Hmm. So you are doing computer science education outreach at Google. Can you talk more about this role at the company and why Google is so interested in CS outreach? Yeah, I mean, um, as I mentioned before, you know, diversity is huge at Google. We really emphasize diversity. um, And, you know, one of the pieces is expanding the pool of technologists at Google. Um, And so, you know, 
we are a company mostly of engineers and computer science is really what drives what Google is today. Um, so we really want to provide, make sure that everyone has the opportunity to learn computer science and learn the tools of computer science. Um, so that's really kind of our big overarching goals of why Google is interested in this. Um, and we have several initiatives um, within Google that support computer science, both um, from, you know, like teacher training perspective and formal outreach support. Um, we support other organizations. Um, we also uh, work with the media. So we work with Hollywood studios, writers, and advocacy groups to try to challenge a lot of these stereotypes that we've been talking about and to really diversify portrayals of computer science in the media. Um, so there are a lot of programs um, you know, our website g.co slash csedu has, um, you know, all the variety of initiatives that we have going on there. How does research at Google compare to academic research or, or research at other independent institutions? Uh, that's a great question. Um, so I come from an academic background. Um, and I think the the biggest difference I've found is with the resources. So I think what's great about Google is we emphasize scale, right? And we have resources to scale. So one of the huge exciting things is that we can do these large-scale comprehensive studies and provide this data to the world of computer science education so that other people can use it and build on it too. Um, so I think that's one of the key differences is, you know, we have the ability to do things at such large scale. So what are you working on now that um, this gender differences study has concluded? What are you moving on to working on? Um, so I'd mentioned before, we've been working on a multi-year study with Gallup, um, where we've surveyed students, parents, teachers, principals, and superintendents across the U.S. Um, almost 16,000 of them uh, we surveyed at the end of 2014. And then this last year, we also surveyed another set of about 16,000 across the U.S. And so for this study, what we really wanted to know is that, you know, what are the opportunities? What do they even look like for kids in the U.S.? Um, where are they learning it? Who's learning it? Um, and then what are their perceptions of it? Like, do they actually think that computer science is something interesting? Do they think that it's something that's appealing to them? Um, do they think that it's useful? Um, and this is among all the populations, right? I mentioned we had both students, parents, and educators in this study. And then on the educator side, too, we wanted to know, you know, what schools were offering it. For schools who weren't offering it, what were some of the barriers to offering it? What are your early impressions from that study? Um, a lot of exciting things. <laughs> so um, I was actually super surprised to find out that overall, across all the populations, particularly students and parents, people had really positive perceptions of computer science. So, um, you know, for instance, they said things like um, people who do computer science work on fun and interesting projects. Um, they do things that help improve people's lives. And that was surprising to me, given our previous study here, where we found that um, girls who were and boys who were interested in social impact were less likely to want to study computer science. Um, but then, you know, to the contrast to that is that they have all these positive perceptions of computer science, but they have narrow, very narrow perceptions of who's doing computer science. In general, they say male, white, someone who's smart does computer science. So they, ha they think computer science is interesting and relevant, but it's not for them. And so that was one of the huge things that we found there. 
Fascinating. So let's zoom out, uh, begin to close off. What is your impression for how the tide is changing or is the tide changing? Um, you know, obviously you have a very data-driven approach to the work that you do, and I'm kind of asking you to uh, step outside of the data or extrapolate from that data and give me your own intuitive impression for how how things are changing. Um, I mean, what's your impression of like the industry as a whole uh, and I guess the entirety of the pipeline? Yeah, I think I think computer science is just becoming much more known uh, across groups. People are realizing that it's something that it's important and that it's something that kids should learn. Um, it's I mean with. President Obama even even announcing the Computer Science for All initiative, it's being recognized at the federal level too, right? And then there have been you know several cities and districts across the U.S. who are announcing that they're going to start offering computer science in every school. Um, and so really there's a huge wave and a huge momentum to start getting computer science into schools and start exposing kids to computer science early on. Um, the challenge with that is really making sure that what they're offering is quality computer science and making sure that it's equitable too, that it doesn't perpetuate the stereotype that computer science is for white boys. You know, We need to make sure that it's um, relevant and appealing for all kids, no matter what their background, no matter what their interests are. Well, Jennifer, that sounds like a great place to close off. Thanks for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure, and uh, I, I enjoyed reading your paper a lot, and I look forward to reading the next one as soon as it's published. Great. Thanks, Jeff.